I guess we'll jump right into it. Fucking episode eleven, man. Number eleven. We getting up there. I don't. I don't really like the number eleven. Really? I didn't like that number as an age. I was ready to get past eleven. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just I don't like that number, man. Like some people wish, you know, they would leave thirteen out of um, out of uh, hotels. Out of hotels. I personally think eleven should be left out. I don't fucking. Yeah. Li- I don't fucking like eleven. I like thirteen better than eleven. I feel you on that. You know what I mean? I so mean, I if we're gonna leave numbers out, we might as well. I'd fuck eleven. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. I'm sorry. I'm not opposed to it. I don't really <laughs> see the logic, but I'm not opposed to it. Up a creek. Up with a creek two with two paddles. Episode 11. Episode 11, man. <laughs> so I told you I was going to give you some shit real quick. Blake yeah, yeah, yeah. Blake has, was out of town this weekend, so he is forcing me to do a ton of work very quickly. And also, r- before I get into this, I noticed... I am way worse with plosives than you are, so I'm going to try to make an effort to when I speak with anything that says, like, puh or peas to kind of talk diagonally into the mic because um, I was way worse last episode on the plosives, and I'm just still doing it, so I'm going to try and be more mindful of that. I apologize. And maybe bumping my volume up to match yours a little would help. Um, but, yeah, Blake was out of town this weekend, so... Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I had to go to work today and drive an hour to go to work in Spartanburg to then drive an hour back home and immediately pack up the podcast studio and then drive another hour and a half to come to Columbia. And then I got to drive an hour and a half back home tonight to then drive another two hours to go work in Greenville tomorrow morning. So thank you for that, Blake. But I love this shit. I will do it no matter what. I'm going to be here no matter what the fuck it takes. I do not care. Dude, and I appreciate uh, the, you. I'm sorry. I'm only giving you I shit. Man. I'm only giving you shit. Truly, I'm not being serious. You have a child. No, dude. I mean, um, I'm, not, I'm not really trying to be an asshole to you at all. I get it. I'm, I'm willing to do whatever. I'm fucking here. <laughs> but no, dude, yeah, dude, I, I had to give you a little going. bit of garbage. No, dude, that's uh, this I'm is sorry. That that's that's not what I because you texted me today. I was like, yeah, dude. I mean, because I mean, in my head, I guess it's not as much of a big deal to you as to like post on like Saturday. You know what I mean? But I want it to be consistent. Right, right, right. When I, and I understand that. And, and to me, that's just... But the, yeah, I, I feel bad. Like, I didn't intend, I didn't want you to drive. No, nah, man. I, listen, I'm here. I do it because I love it. I don't do it because I feel like I have to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't do it because you... Yeah. Like, I do it because I fucking love it, man. I fucking yeah. love doing this. It's my Dude, favorite too. thing in the world to I've do. Had so, I've had so much fun so far, and I don't want to stop. And that's why I've definitely also tried to make an effort to come to you. Right. Also, because like I love, I love doing it too, and I want to help you know put the effort in to make this happen. And like, whether what, what even the fuck make it happen? I don't even know what that means. But like, just put the time in, just to make and it try happen. to get better. And like, that does not sound better. Um, sorry, I'm tweaking my vocals a little bit, but just to put in the effort. And I'm again very bad on the plosives. I'm sorry, dude. No, you're good. Um, and I think we got the. It sounds pretty good. Uh, but my headphones have more bass, so I'm going to hear more of the plosives than you do. But also. We finally got dynamic mics, so we need to go record outside again. Why not? Like, that was the whole point. For sure. Like, the dynamic mics will make it sound a lot better if we go record in an area that has more sound uh, bleed. 
but yeah, dude, I like I like these mics a lot. Yeah, I, I've, I like I've had a lot of fun. I like them better than the the screen. Like they're a I little just, more intimate. For sure. It yeah. helps us be more mindful of making sure we're speaking like being, actually being into in the, the mic, mic. Being in the mic, yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. And like you said, I think having the game plan, having like a little, having, a, having a, a, at least some idea of something that you want to talk about, mm-hmm. like, right? Like, have that in mind. Yeah. Like, you want to, you know, but just talk about this, you know, for, talk about that. Just to, yeah. you know, just at least have a general. But just for some uh, real-world context, it is currently September the 5th that September we are the 5th. recording, and this is going up September the 7th. And I work a full day of work today and tomorrow and Thursday. <laughs> so, listen, we're making it happen. We're making it happen. What do you want me to do? No, nothing. I'm just giving you shit. I'm just busting balls. I don't want you to change anything. You're, right. You're being a dad. I'm not being a dad. I have literally no responsibilities whatsoever other than trying to get my bills paid. So I'm willing to do whatever I can to make it work. I'm not talking. I am talking shit, Dude, but, but I'm, I, wanna, I don't mean I wanna, it. I want to be more involved with the, I wish like, cause it would be so much easier if we could like spend some time together, like yeah, doing for sure. the video, video, like we, we like, sure. all, like we also put a time, a time aside for us to do this, which is record. We should also put like, you know, an hour or two into like us sitting down like together and listening to it. Yeah. And not even, not even listening to it, but like, uh, you know, well, like I've doing said, some, just doing some video cutting yeah. and like, you know, just getting it ready to put up. And it would be easiest, so much easier if we were like to get, we could do it together. The easiest way for you to contribute to the work that I do on the back end is just like if you have time to listen through it. Just send me some timestamps of, of yeah, yeah. certain points that you think are going to be worth clipping. Because mm-hmm. there's definitely some times where I go to edit out a clip and I'm like, damn, I don't know if Blake would like me to post. Like, I don't know if Blake feels Dude, yeah. like he would is shown in a certain light in this clip and he'd rather me like clip it in a different way. But like, I, mean, I know that we're not, call neither me. of us are like, call me. but I'm saying like, it's never to the point where I'm like, it's so it's such a big deal that I should call you about it. Yeah, but like also, there are, all the some... clips are like, oh, like I feel like maybe Blake comes across a little uninterested in this clip. But <laughs> right, the same right, right. for me. <laughs> yeah, like, there's yeah. clips where like the whole clip is you explaining something, and I'm just like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And then so like it's just balance, and I don't think it's ever gotten to the point where I'm like I should call Blake and make sure this clip is good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, I feel like if I, I'm if I'm I'm already putting myself out there anyway. Yeah. And I mean Right. So you you pretty much and I feel the same way. Anything that I can clip, if it was said on the podcast, it's fair game. I mean it's we said it on there the, anyway. Exactly, exactly. I mean sometimes I say like I'm listening back to the podcast and like I'll say something like deep in, like a fucked up joke, like a fu- like something fucked up. And yeah. I'll listen back yeah. to it and be like shit. Like I listen to the pod like I listen to number um I listen to number ten. Right with Hannah on the way back from ten um, was good. I ten, listened, I think ten and three were our best episodes. But sorry, continue. No, you're good. You're good. But I listened back to it on the way back with her, and like I said a couple things. I said a couple jokes on the podcast that I wouldn't necessarily m- say in front of her. Like if she was like about the ones about her, <laughs> the one the ones about her about camping, the ones about her about camping exactly. Like 
which I think is funny. But you even were mindful in that moment. You you took a step back and you were like, "I love you, Hannah." I'm just saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. just saying. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, I'm over camping." She was. She even admitted it. Like she was like, oh, "Yeah, like I'm not the yeah. biggest camper in the world." I was like, "That's cool, whatever." You know what I mean? But yeah, also just so everybody knows, the UACWTP team is us. There's no back end. There's no, like, I feel like you post clips of podcasts and some just random people on TikTok are like, they've got a whole studio and a team. It's like, no, we are two dudes talking our minds. Who thinks that? It's just the landscape of trying to podcast and you mm-hmm. have equipment and you're doing this. Certain people assume like, oh, you have an editor and you've got somebody for social, like, I'm saying anybody anybody who is involved like we are knows like no it's just two dudes talking but yeah. just like the random random people who stumble across the clips might not know it's just us I do everything it's yeah so it's, yeah it's us too that's it there's no team like like for instance the comment who was like you should replace him we have no advertisements it's like no you can't replace either of us we're two best friends having a conversation there's no replace like that's what i mean like people assume like it's a production you're right it's like no we're having fun yeah that's all this is for sure is we're having fun yeah yeah but i don't know where that came from also also though while we have fun it like I don't know. It helps me understand things that I'm trying to think about more. Yeah. It's it's a it's a evolution. And it also makes me realize that I have to constantly take in more information. Yes. And if I'm not, yeah. that's not good. The I've conversation realized that. becomes stale very exactly. quick and that reflects on the rest of your life. Exactly. In a lot of ways. Yeah, you, yeah, you need to be like constantly, yeah, Kind of expanding, and I know, and just take trying to take in more information, right, on a weekly basis. Like, like, don't let it. You know, you can go day by day and not take the time to learn some new things or be mindful. But on a weekly basis, you should yeah. be looking back, and that's why I like really want to commit to having this done. It would be wise of us to get mm-hmm. like a week of he- a week ahead, just so that if we had a week where we couldn't get together, mm-hmm. it would it'd be fine. But we literally do this the week it is recorded. Every single episode that has come out has been recorded mm-hmm. the week it's put out. Which, then again, I think that's a good thing because we stay a little bit more current. We're not a month behind. Mm-hmm. But it adds some stress, for sure. It'd be wise yeah. to get a week behind. But I like I like the forcefulness of we have to do this every week. Mm-hmm. It almost keeps... I know it, for me, for sure, it keeps me in check a little bit. I know I, know I kind of have that perspective. Like, like yeah. my goal is you know, 50 in the first year. What are we starting, July? Uh, yeah, I think. Had to have been, because we're episode 11, we're in September, so beginning of July. Let me just look, because um, it's so easy for me to on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Spotify. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really nice, and I do have talking points, so we'll get into that. Uh, I, June 23rd. June 23rd. So, yeah, end of June, beginning of July. We'll call it July. But, yeah, like Quinn was saying, it's, his, in his opinion, the best episodes are the one we where we do have talking points and we're not mm-hmm. just rambling, mm-hmm. which obviously a little bit of structure helps. Of course. Doesn't hurt. Um, so I'll start with something you love talking about. Which is? Ants. Blake's favorite subject to talk about on this damn podcast is ants. I got bit by an ant the other day, that motherfucker. My car was infested 
them motherfucking ants, bro. How annoying. And my car's not even that. Okay, my car is dirty. We need to rise up against the ants. But my car's not that dirty. Down with the ants. You know? So I like Monday, yesterday, I went to get in my car to go to work. Thousands of ants in my driver's side floorboard. Thousands. I mean, infested. With a little trail going to my center console. So what, what was the culprit? Well, first of all, I'll just say I literally called out of work. I was like, I'm not <laughs> dealing with this shit. I called my boss. Yo, I can't make it to work, dog. My the ants took my car over. Straight up. Believe me, son. The ants took that bitch over. No, dude. I like, first of all, I was on I was running on like four hours of sleep Sunday night. And I woke up and I went out to my car and it was just ants. Like not only in the floorboard, like crawling up on like the cup holder, going to the center console, and I like I called my boss. I was like, I got a dead battery. I ain't gonna make it. <laughs> like, there's no way, dude. You're telling me that you thought telling your boss was so ridiculous, like telling your boss the truth. Which no, was, I was just embarrassed about ants were in my car. It wasn't oh, that right, I was. Right, right, it, right. it wasn't like. First of all, uh, again, with my job, I could literally call him and be like, I don't feel like going to work. Right. But um, just me being the person I am, I want to have a decent excuse. And I was embarrassed to be like, my car is so damn dirty. There's so many ants in it. I literally can't come to work. I was like, my battery's dead. But you said it wasn't even that dirty. What was no, it? it wasn't that dirty. So what was it? So in my center console. It was, it's usually like one thing. You left one motherfucking thing. There was a payday bar. Those, the payday. Damn it, pay. Look at, listen, that, that's such a delectable treat. The ant smelt that motherfucker through the wrapper and came and got that motherfucker in a metal car. And they took it over and they were feasting on your shit, dude. But here's the problem. Uh... That payday bar has been in my console for probably a year and a half. Was it open? No. They opened it. I bet they did. They, opened, they put a hole in that motherfucker. They'll open you so, up too, son. Here's my thing. It's been in my car for like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, right. the ants are like, we know where the goodies are. Hmm. But no, I was looking at them, and you, they were you like... You didn't park in a different place than nope, normal? Same exact spot I've always been parking. I don't know. It has to do with the time of year or something. Maybe it hadn't been a year and a half. Maybe it's been like eight months, and it's just the time of year. I don't I don't know. But there were ants all in my floorboard, all under my... Uh, and They're still there, by the way. I'm still battling these motherfuckers, but I've, I've tamed it down enough to where so I can safely drive. What, did, what was your solution? So... Uh, Went inside and I got a bottle of isopropyl alcohol, and I just lit them up. And, and that I just dropped kills an, them. I dropped an isopropyl alcohol bomb on uh, a bomb on those motherfuckers. And they just kill them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean it drowns them, and then they're just, they, they die. They die in the alcohol. For yeah, sure. they die. Yeah. But that only stops the ones that were on the surface. There's still probably a couple thousand ants in my car, just not on the floorboard that I can see. You know, just all up like in the seat or like in the dashboard or like wherever they came from. Mm-hmm. There's still thousands in there. Of course. So I like. I mean, maybe you think thousands, really thousands? Dude, there were easily 2,000 that I killed. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. If you, you think I, when I bring up ants, you think I'm playing, dog. You well, think I'm playing. The reason I think you're playing is because I fucked those bitches up. <laughs> I fucked them up. You want to say 
You want to say you'll never win a fight with an anthill? That's only if the ants attack first. <laughs> if the ants right, don't right, see right, it coming, right. you can win a you fight against win. an anthill. You can win. You're right. You're right. I fucked them. I've I've yeah. I've committed a genocide against ants within my car over the past two days. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I have fucked them up. <laughs> but no, I, I sprayed. You just I, poison. <laughs> <laughs> the shit out of them. Yeah. Just poison the shit out They're of them. They're in the wrong damn car. <laughs> Go find somebody else's car who's all nice and doesn't want to kill ants. Bitch, you're on my property. Dude, who has a what psychopath has a payday bar in their fucking car for a year? So I forgot I put it there because <laughs> somebody get, I didn't buy it. Somebody gave me a payday bar just because they were being nice. What? You don't like paydays? I love paydays. I wasn't in the mood at that (laughs) moment. So I just, I was on, like, I think I was actually at, like, a cousin, Denise's cousin's house. We were just hanging out. And I think it might have been even for, like, Halloween or, like, a birthday party. Either way, there was a a genuine excuse as to why people were eating candy. And I was like, I I just had, like, three hot dogs. I don't want a payday bar right now. So I went to go home, threw it in my center console, Forgot about it. Didn't present any problems for a year straight. Nah, nah. And then Monday, they noticed. This is they fucking noticed. This is funny between me and you. Like you know, good and well, that like, like I wouldn't have forgot the payday bar was in there. Yeah, because it was a payday. But (laughs) ah, because it was so delectable, I would have remembered. I would have remembered. That's what it sounds like. But I have I bought I bought whiskey and. Forgot about it. Yeah, that is funny. You know what I mean? I would never forget about a bottle. I, I, I bought a bottle of whiskey. It's I haven't sipped on that thing in forever. Yeah. Like it's just sitting up there yeah. collecting delicious dust. whiskey. Balcones Blue Coin. I, yeah, I haven't <laughs> drank that much. I need to drink. Some I bet you it. couldn't even remember that was the name of it. No, I didn't. And that's what that's my point. I've sipped it once, and I was here the day you bought it, and I remember exactly what bottle that is, just because I'm envious. That's a that's a delicious bottle of whiskey. But do you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah, it's funny. It's like, funny. It's we, funny. Like, <laughs> man, food. I think like we over scrutinize yeah. alcoholics and don't scrutinize foodaholics enough. That's fair. Well, I mean, we've had this whole thing against fat shaming. Not to say that alcoholism Just is like better it. than foodism, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not better. No, but yeah. So I've been battling ants, and <laughs> ahead, sorry. literally, don't tell the police. But I drove down here most of the way, sitting crisscross applesauce in my damn seat. No way. Yeah. Cruise control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw the cruise control. Dude, it's like 42 miles of 55 mile an hour just back roads. So I throw on the cruise control. I'm literally What you got? 40 on the back? On, on 215. What you rolling? Uh, 45? 55. 55. It's a 55 most of the word, way. Word, word, word. There's a couple stops. There's a couple also, curves. Like, it's not so bad that I, I, I can control the car. And honestly, at this point, I could probably relax and just hold my foot Is on the Is that the way you came? Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, I, I drove literally with one foot like in my seat just because I didn't want to risk it. I got bit on the neck by one ant. And I was Fuck like, how did that motherfucker get up there? Just one ant got that's, in my neck what somehow. I'm, that's what I'm saying. One dude. ant. You can never fully beat them. No, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> like, you're right. Like, we, we are at odds. Like, we, we, like if, if we as a species yeah. went out tomorrow because of an asteroid, I'm convinced Ants would still be in this motherfucker. Dude, I, ants would still be absolutely. in this motherfucker. Yeah, and we absolutely. might as well 
die, we might die. We might die out. But I'm just saying, when you see them coming first, you can fuck them up. Yeah. We have the tools. Yeah. Hey, you can avoid them. Up. You can Listen, avoid them. I, I wish. I wish I had a count of how many ants I've murdered in the past 24 hours. Because I guarantee it's more than 3,000. I guarantee. It was an infestation, dude. Anyway, like I cleaned up my car. I went to the car rush, vacuumed out all the floorboards. But now I'm just dealing with the remnants of the ones that are still like, wait, maybe there's food still here. <laughs> That's so ridiculous, dude. Yeah. I've been battling. <laughs> Fucking battle. I have a, I have a bottle of Mr. Cream, Mr. Clean spray foam in my car right now. Just so that if I see some pop out, I just fucking hit them with the chemicals, dude. I just destroy them. That is so funny, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love I love animals. I even love insects. That's not an animal. But That's an insect. Yeah. An insect's still technically an animal, right? But anyway, you come into my territory, bitch. I'm fucking you up. I'm sorry. It's you in my you in the wrong house. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just yeah, life. Fuck those. It's just life, dude. brother. If if I walked into a bear's den, mm-hmm. I would get fucked up. Yeah. Maybe don't walk into my car, bitch. I'm gonna murder your entire hive. Hopefully. I fucking <laughs> dude. I'm more scared of hornets. <laughs> sorry, that was a tangent. <laughs> I just had to get that off my chest because I've been battling, dude. I've been battling. No, I'm glad you shared. Thank you for sharing. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh my It's been Lord. rough. Dude, so at work. I can I work, show you the dead ants on my floorboard. So <laughs> No, dude, I please I want to see them. But I work on the third story of the the building DHEC, and there's like an overhang between each level. And the hornets have basically chosen the highest level that there's an overhang, which is the one above my, where my office is. Yeah. And around the entire third floor overhang is hornet's nest. Just crazy hornet's nest. Fuck hornets. And it's like, what if one of those things falls? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. This is people walking here all, like, literally uh, people don't stop walking in dude, and out of this building I all day. I do not like wasps and hornets. So I will scream like a little girl. I will too, dude. Dude. Those things are I've been painful. stung one too many times, brother. I'm painful. done. I don't want that. Bro. That's the only thing where if, like, it'll make me straight, like, tweak out. Where if yeah. you, like, feel something, you're just like, you just fucking spaz. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I will freak out if I think like, I had a wasp land on me like or something. Like, shutdown pain. Yeah. Shutdown type of pain. And that's something else that scares me about working. Like, if I'm breaking down a crate that's been sitting in the back of Lowe's for fucking six months, I'm like, I've been scared. One time I was uh, opening a mower, a Craftsman mower out of a wooden crate, and I just heard this buzzing. And I looked, and they're all wrapped in plastic. And I saw this fucking probably inch and a half long hornet, big ass hornet just flying against the plastic. And I just fucking kicked the shit out of that hornet. And I was like, yeah, yeah, bitch. That's, it's, this is my work. I would have literally walked in the other direction and said, I'm not dealing with this shit. Well, I mean, I was getting paid like... Because like, I'm a bitch. I'm getting paid like 15 bucks to uncrate that mower. And I'm like... Fifteen bucks in like ten minutes of work. That's true. <laughs> Fuck that hornet. I'm putting up a fight, dude. That's my money you fucking with. That's a good. Point. I'm putting up a fight, bro. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is a good point. <laughs> Damn, dude. Oh man. But no, I'm. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's as as a. 
father, that's what I'm most I'm of most scared of is him is Jackson like accidental accidentally getting into an anthill yeah. or getting into. Oh, a I remember that. I remember like the first couple times I really stepped into an anthill. It as a kid sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it is. Especially and as a kid, you don't know what to do. Yeah, you're just... Lots of kids, the first reaction is bad. And you haven't felt that pain never, before. Exactly. And you've ne- your body's never seen that toxin. Yeah, because yeah, yeah good point. Fire yeah. ants Fire ants were n- are nasty. Oh, yeah, they, they were fire ants, by the way. Yeah. They were fire ants were in my they? car. They weren't fucking sugar ants or whatever. They were straight up fire ants. Like thousands. Black, black little piss ants. No, not those. Yeah. Like red and black. Like like I said, one got me on the neck, and I was like, "You bastard!" They suck. I was like, "How did you even get to my neck?" I've been so. I've, that was the only one of the thousands I brutally murdered, dude. There's some. That was the only one that got me, and they, somehow it was on my neck, and not like my hands or my feet. Mm-hmm. But I know exactly the fire ants you're talking. They're like they're, they're like this copper color, they're the like worst. almost like a, that you know that copper yeah. color. If you live in a place in the world where you don't deal with fire ants, you are lucky. They suck, and they are everywhere. Like tundra, there's they are no f- everywhere. Fire ants in the tundra, or the I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not going to speak on that. But there, there are plenty of uh, environments where they don't really thrive. Um, we'll move on. I got more talking points. That was a pretty good little rant on ants. Little ant rant. <laughs> ant rant. <laughs> That's funny. That's a tag. Um, what were That's your a tag? What were your favorite shows to watch as a kid slash like young adult? Like not like the kid like SpongeBob and like Arthur, like give me a, Arnold, give me a, but give like me an age range. Like um twelve to seventeen. Like basically mm-hmm. high school ages. Okay. Like I remember I would love watching like obviously we watched like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune as a kid, like with the family. I loved watching like Dirty Jobs. Mm-hmm. I loved how it's made, and I loved anything about the universe. Like on Discovery, there's like how how the universe works, or like <clears throat> like I, I loved watching anything on Discovery Channel. All what, right, what were were you really into? So at that age, I had just from twelve to seventeen, I basically moved into a room by myself because I had always pretty much from the time my brother was born, you know, I, we shared a room for yeah. the most part, other than when he was a baby. So I moved upstairs and got my own room. And I started like watch. I watched a lot of sports because it made me feel like I was informed and I could understand it. You know, you can't really understand, and you don't really want to watch and understand the news when you're fucking twelve, yeah, thirteen, fourteen. I still like, don't fuck the I news, still right? Don't. Exactly. Like you don't want to subject. First of all, it's that. bullshit. But yeah. and that's before we even had like phones. Phones. We had yeah. like flip phones at yeah. that point. But like on TV, I love. I like sports because it was just it was fun. You know what I mean? I like sports. I played sports. You know, so I watched a lot of that. Um, I started getting into watching a lot of YouTube. Yeah. Right? Like, a lot of fucking YouTube clips about, was, like, yeah, yeah, like, I watched a lot of, like, space clips. I watched a lot of, like, animal clips and, like, fucking Joe Rogan. Like, yeah. I, watched the, I started I got, watching I got Joe, Joe Rogan hard. in that age, that age range. Um, got, dude, yeah. Dramas. Like, I started getting, like, I loved, like, like fucking House of Cards and oh yeah, I Breaking remember in Bad. high school you told me like, dude, you gotta watch House of Cards. House of Cards came out when we were in high school. I still and think also, I should watch it. I mean, I've heard Bre- nothing but good things. Breaking Bad was good as fuck. Like, and Netflix was still like that. Was, that was when they started coming out. That's with when their they series. had the heat, dude. Exactly. That was the peak when we were in high Netflix. school, right? Yeah. They had just started doing originals. Yeah. Like that was when they, they, yeah. we started. We, they just started doing originals, and it was we grew like, up in such a good yeah, time, such a diverse time for media. 
Like we really remember? were able to evolve yeah. from seeing broadcast television, mm-hmm. the beginnings of social media, right. and then the true peak of streaming. Like yeah. we were able, like we what? didn't really have a good life before the internet. We kind of grew up with the internet in a way, but we really did see streaming come to be what it is today. Let me ask you this. As at that point, talking about our age and where we come from in our generation, I feel like I'm a tweener because I'm a, I'm I'm kind of in between a millennial and what is it, a Gen, Gen Z. Z, right? Like I'm yeah, a kind of a tweener because they describe a, they describe a, a millennial, right? Like they, they saw... Technically, you know what I, mean? like, I believe the, the biggest um, descriptor of a millennial is you had grown up enough to have a decent understanding of life as you saw Y2K come. Like you, you would remember Y2K. I can't remember Y2K. I was three. I can't so, remember Y2K. So we're Y2K not like either. really millennials because we didn't experience the I re- millennial. I change. remember 9 11. But I don't consider myself a Gen Zer. Do you remember 9 11? I do not. Really? Not at all. I have explicit memories from 9 11. I don't. That, those might be my, some of my earliest memories. I don't know, maybe I got some trauma. I'm blacking out. There's a lot of my childhood I don't remember. No, I have exp- like like you I, were saying a few episodes you, you ago. You remember when you realized Santa Claus wasn't real, and I, I, I do not remember that at all. Yeah, breakthrough moments in your head. You're like, yeah, I don't remember many breakthrough moments as a kid. I don't mm. know why, but anyway, yeah. Continue. So I, I'll just say I'll just tell my my nine eleven story because I don't think I've done it. But like I, I just from that day, yeah, I remember my, all my um, aunts and uncles. You know. It, they they didn't they, we, we didn't all get together that often, right? And I knew my uncle kind of lived away. He was in the military at the time, or like um, graduating college and like in ROTC or whatever. Yeah. And um. And and my mom and my aunt, I think my aunt still lived in Union at the time. She was about to move away. Yeah. Maybe. But they anyway they all got together and they were sitting in in the kitchen and drinking right. And I was, like, running around, you know, I was fucking three. You know what I mean? And I was, like, I just remember, I remember that image. I'm sitting at the bar and drinking upstairs. And I went downstairs to my pop's lair, right? My pop smoked cigarettes back in the day, right? This is before he quit smoking cigarettes. But my Nana wouldn't let him smoke upstairs. She was, like, you can smoke in one room, the man cave downstairs, right? And I just remember walking downstairs into his, like, you know, lair. And he was just chain-smoking cigarettes in there. And he was watching the news, and I just remember explicitly they showed it over and over again, the the plane running the into the towers, yeah. and I I literally I could remember it clear as day on the on the screen like a snapshot the planes going, and there's something like that is almost that is almost even at to a three year old yeah. is somehow comprehensible. Well, also, to you're be seeing, super important. You're seeing the reactions of all the people you look up to. Right. Which I'm sure plays a factor in Absolutely. that. And you understanding the importance. It, but, like, think about Because you, you saw your... People, people say babies don't remember. That is bullshit. Jackson is one years old, and I know he re- remembers things. Yeah, I know he does. Well, right, but he, he won't whole... explicitly remember that as he grows up. Because you got to think... Well, you, he'll remember he was... certain... He'll remember certain... Obviously, like words, like as a kid, you grow up, you learn words, you know how to start to speak, and you learn certain things like that. But you're not going to, when he's eight or nine, he's not going to remember things when he was two. Instinctually, he might still hold on to what he has learned, but he's not going to have specific memories. 
Because I think I, I think, think I think that's not right. I think what is happening is there's like so when we think of learning, we think of like taking something in and like being able to say it or, or right. whatever. He's remembering how not to step off a ledge. Yeah. Or that's remembering what I'm saying. how to how to not fall when he makes this turn. So we or he's remembering like the feeling that I gave him when I spoke. You know, I like that. Um, I like, like, so that's a good way ta- to. He's ta- he's he's remembering things that yeah. are constantly. Will ne- he'll never forget. No, I agree with you. So, but it's not something that is necessarily like a memory that you can recall. Yes, yeah. He's not gonna in in five years. He's not gonna be like, oh, I remember the first time I was on that ledge but and knew not to step but off. But in some ways, you do recall it because you think back to that that that. You know, like that moment of you know, right? You do instinctually. He remembers people, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, he, like he, he remembers and I think, things. I think I know he remembers children things. obviously have memories, but I think I, the more time you spend alive, the more memories you develop, and that starts to drown out the things that are less important of your childhood. And then obviously you latch on and you remember the things that are survivalist. You remember like, oh, don't eat that. That's poison. Oh, don't jump off that ledge. I'm mm-hmm. going to break my ankle. Oh, whatever. Exactly. You remember them instinctually, but you can't think back and be like, oh, I remember when I was two and I almost stepped off that ledge or I stepped off this little brick or mm-hmm. this curb and I hurt myself. True, true, true. But you, but, but you adapt, maybe, maybe a better way. You adapt to what has happened to you and you change mm-hmm. because of that. But they, I don't know if you would consider that a memory. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's but no, I, I agree with what you're saying. I do think I remember, we remember things, right. but I think when we're so young, like say me and you were 26. Sure. We, of the memories we had from the ages one to three, we've had 23 years of memories to drown those out. So I wonder if it's Ooh, just... That's interesting. That's if a it's great, just a, a capacity... Of our internal hard drive in our brains, as far as like right. vivid memories yeah. versus remembering something mm-hmm. because it's a key to survival. But if it, but if it is intense enough, if it's significant enough, it will be imprinted. Yes, just like those fucking towers. If if I would have never seen those, right? Yeah, and I had just heard about nine eleven that day, I wouldn't remember that yeah. day. But because I remember that, that there was it was something traumatic about it that I like you know what I mean it was those yeah. t- those the, my my parents reaction to it my pops reaction to it you know what I mean like that's th- interesting like, that just talking about memories in that way I've never really it's like, yeah it, it's, it makes sense logically and I'm just following my logic but I don't right. I don't know that I've ever really considered that like obviously kids remember things obviously Jackson. Mm-hmm. Being they do it's almost two years old at this point. He's going to remember what you may have told him yesterday. Yeah, of course, of course, of he, course he has memories. Yeah, but then He's by the time, words. but then by the time you're ten, those memories start to get drowned out by all the other memories. Right, and then by the time you're like seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. upwards of like twenty two, twenty three, even up to like twenty five, twenty six, and you're really starting to get a grasp. On the depth of what it means to be a person, and but but the th- key thing is more impactful things happen to you. That's true because too because you're yes. exposed more. So when like like but we're also saying, when like, you're two, when you're two years old and something super impactful happens to you, you don't have the perspective to say that was impactful on a scale that it should still be impactful to me when I'm twenty. 
because no, your perspective is not filing that away to be like this is that impactful because you have no perspective at that point. So I think but there's you slowly a, gain it, and that's what makes you lose it, right? right. It, yeah, right. that's a beautiful that's way like to say it. It's like the recycling of yeah. that. But if something is so significant, like maybe your parent punching you in the face, right, or breaking your fucking arm, right? Like if you're two years old, right. like. But then there's the opposite, and sometimes it's so impactful in a bad way that your brain forces it itself to, to shut it out. That's fucking weird. But then I guarantee you're still responding. Not all the time, though. To your, no, I'm saying even if you went through something so traumatic that your brain blocked it out, you still go about your daily life with that in mind, whether you know it or not. You can still be reactionary to certain environmental circumstances right. based on what happened, regardless right. of whether or not you actually vividly remember mm. that thing happening. Which is the subconscious. Which is kind of what I'm saying. Which is what like, makes up your subconscious. Which is what I'm saying about like one and two year olds, where mm. you remember like, don't do this because it'll hurt you, but you don't right. actively remember it mm -hmm. as like, oh yeah, I hit my head on the wall that day. Mm hmm. You know, so like, like Jackson's been learning the water, right? Yeah. Like he, I've let him jump in the pool so I, that he knows I was right there. Of course, I was on the pool, right? right? Yeah, responsibly. But I let him jump in the pool to know, to, for him to know, hey, there's consequences if you jump in the pool, yeah. right? Like he had a life jacket in, you know, but he would, I would let him jump in and go under, right, and then like come up, and I would help him regain his composure. But like he has to know that there are. You know, dire consequences. There are dire consequences, and like you can't. the The message of like you're always safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that doesn't work because it's not fucking true. You it's know, just like ants and hornets. You got to watch out for those motherfuckers, I like Jackson. That. And, and I, I love, tell him like, and you got to watch out for this motherfucking water because hey, that that you know you can't play. You know some some things aren't games. Yeah. And sometimes you're in danger, and sometimes one. Minor. This is one of the things that I'm going to try to get drill in his head from a young age, is that a minor lapse in judgment can have truly dire consequences. That's so. That's such a, a valuable thing to Especially take to heart. Especially in today's yeah. time. Well, for me, I've learned that simply through extreme sports and and biking and BMX because it's like I might I might do the same trick. Every single day, but maybe I was a little tired this day, and exactly. I decided to do something that I do all the time, like like wading in a river, like for instance, or surfing or something. I like rode that. my bike um, uh, three days ago, two days ago. I was doing some work on my bike because I wanted to get back into it. I need to exercise a little bit more because I ain't been working as much. And I went and rode my bike at the high school, and I jumped down a little three stair, you know, and like. I've jumped down like seven, eight stairs years ago, you know, and I was like, I got this. I'm fine. I, I can jump. It's three stairs. It's like a foot and a half. And then it's like a foot and a half laterally and vertically. If I just have the speed, and I do a little hop, I'll land fine. I did it, and my back wheel just like hit the next to bottom stair, and I came like a degree away from like looping out and falling on my back. Really? Yeah, and just because I didn't have the speed and so I didn't have the commitment and I didn't have the body control in the air to really have the comfort to hop. So your back tire hit, your front tire's up. Yeah. And it hit the bottom, and so it kind of like tried to, it kind of popped the bike out from underneath you. Well, like think if you're going down a ramp 
and you think if you're jumping to the bottom of the ramp, your back tire is going to hit flat ground. And with your body, you're ramp. anticipating your bike hitting flat ground. And you know when you hit flat ground, it's going to kick you, and your front tire is going to hit the ground. And there's a certain motion you have comfortable with that. Mm. But if it hits a slope, which essentially is what a stair set is with a 20-inch bike tire, I mean, it's, it doesn't really fill the gaps. It's mainly a slope. Your back tire is no longer going to get rocked by the flat ground and then send your front tire forward. Your back tire, if you're at the right angle, can loop out from under you mm. and, and, and gain more speed on the slope than your front tire has. So then your bike goes vertical and you fall on your right, ass right, and right. potentially hit your head on the yeah. stairs. It was terrifying. But I'm like, I've done this a million times. Mm-hmm. So Dude, I, I guess my point, what, what we were saying is all it takes is one little lapse in judgment to have dire consequences. Dude, I, 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 wade, I wade in rocky rivers all the time that are up and down, big boulders, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as soon as I get to thinking, oh, you know, this isn't that bad. I'm comfy. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm just chilling. Let's let's take some not let's take some unthought out steps. Then you step off a ledge, and then you, you fuck yeah. up, and then you break a leg, and then you're in the river and you're fucked. Yeah. Right? Like that hasn't happened to me, but it fucking can. It's been I've been very close. You know what I'm saying? I've been very close. And like that, like that, like and it's something. It's the things you do every day, right? Like it's the things you do every day, like yeah. driving. Like, I fish a lot, oh, bike dude. a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like Driving is the... We drive more than we even realize. We're and, in a car. We are so close to death mm-hmm. so often. Right. So often, man. And we don't it's, even it, really take even the time to think it. about it. And then, and then think about... Like, we we get to kind of choose who we expose ourselves to now in our lives, right? When and, you're yeah, in, to a degree. When you're in school... To a degree, right? Yeah. There's some, you know, some some exceptions. I'm just talking about driving, yeah. Right. Driving, you don't. No, you have no control. You have no control over that. All you can control is how defensively you right. can react to a situation. But, like, in your household, you kind of can have a, that, yeah. a say in that. And you can kind of have a, in some ways, your job, because you kind of choose your job, right? So you kind of yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. But in some cases, you work where the public's, and that's not your choice, whatever. Okay, I'm getting away from the point. My point is, when you're a kid and you're in a public school, you don't get to choose who you're around. Right. Right? And when you're a kid, you don't have, you know what I mean? Like, it's harder for you to make that, that you don't have that perspective of, hey, I've yeah. fucked up before. Well, yeah, you don't right? have the experience. Exactly. And, and in today's world, you never know what the fuck can happen. Never. And I, that's what I want to stress to him is you have, yeah. listen, you can't just be flippantly saying shit. Okay, because what you said, what, what just what, what you do, right? Like if you punch somebody in the face, that's something and that and that has consequences too. But what you say also has consequences. Right. It, it, right. it does. It does. Okay, and that's what I want to make sure. Like one of the big things. Yeah. You know, I want to. You know, you can't. You can, like I want everything. The things you do on a daily basis matter, and they make up your life. Yeah, they sure. make up your fucking life, and you can't just do. The, you know, you have to be. That's the whole thing about being mindful, right? I don't even know what point I have, but the main point... We were just talking about teaching Jackson that the main thing you want to hammer into his head is that all it takes is one little mistake. Right. And it can be super dire. But on the other hand, you don't want to be overly critical of all of the decisions you make. No, you can't be. So then you become like weighed down 
through your own critique of your own decisions. My own natural tendency is to be more mindless than mindful. So like, this, like I've moved from like an overthinker in my head to like someone who will, you know, I, I can just be like, okay, I'm going to rely, you know. This segues into another talking point I wrote down. Please, please and I wanted, the subject. Well, it's just as hard hitting. So I like kind of thought maybe we should move it to a lighter subject and maybe come back to it. But what you just said transitioned so well into that that I kind of just want to go, we'll just keep it deep this episode. We'll get a little vulnerable. Okay. What do you think are your biggest weaknesses as as an adult or as a person? Discipline. Um, I know mine's discipline. Mine is discipline, and I would say... Or, Or as a parent. Because at this point, you have that perspective. Discipline and attention. Those are the two that I, I struggle Attention with. to others? No. I like people. Attention to yourself? Atten- yeah, just day, like, like at work, I want to be, be able to fo- sit down and focus for longer. Or if I'm sit, you know, um, write, trying to write something, like write some comedy, right? Yeah. Or if I'm trying to learn something, right? Or if I'm like trying to hold on to the pull-up bar for longer so kind like, of i want to like I'll, those are like i so want to focus right focus like when i'm attention. working out like get a more efficient workout in 15 minutes like you know what i mean be focused over this 15 minutes and get the most out of it instead of fucking lollygagging through it have yeah. attention well that have, also goes hand in hand with the discipline you say exactly there's a big so those, balance like discipline and focus can really have a, right. have a good relationship well of course right they're they're similar so that makes sense so and then i would say in all aspects, think about parenting, think about relationships. Yeah, think those about are the, probably the big work. three. Like just being selfish with my desires, yeah. like wanting wanting things to be my like kind of the way I like them, or the, you know, yeah. just ge- having a generally selfish worldview. Like I want to do these things. You know what I mean? And that can be healthy. Well, yeah, of course, to of a course. degree. You know, as as all aspects of well, humanity we, we, we can do, be. We all justify the things we right. do, don't we? <laughs> I mean, of discipline's course. discipline's a huge one for me. I mean, with alcohol, with food, yeah, with um, again, like you're saying, that kind of hit hit hard with me. Like focus and discipline are actually really, really interconnected. Mm-hmm. And like, I also agree. I wish I was more focused, and like, I wish. If I want, if I'm like, if if my head wants to make music, but my body's like, I don't really feel like setting up the studio. I don't really want to like, I don't, I don't feel like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That like disconnect is mm. something I want to work on. Discipline. That's, in, that's interesting. I think for me, discipline is the number one thing I need to work on. Mm. Just because like I'm disciplined enough to take care of myself, mm-hmm. but I'm not disciplined enough yeah. to better myself. Right. Well, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I and mean, you do it in moments. You do it yeah, in moments yeah, all the time, yeah. right? That's a, yeah, that's but a like, good point. That's like a good point. Having, like being more efficient at that. You know what I mean? And um, like uh, one thing that I really struggle with is I wish that I reached out to people I loved more. Like I don't. Um, I, for some reason, that's just never been me. And I struggle with it, and it's something deep inside of me that I don't know what it is. I think I'm and worse I, than you because I also don't reach out to people as much as I should, but I, I feel I do, no but, badness towards it. Yeah, and I mean... But my that, family but that, knows I'm a loner. But it's, I'm not even talking about my family necessarily. Yeah, I mean, sure, my family... 
But like I've made, I have friends that are, I've, I might even be like yeah. more, I've been more vulnerable around than my fa- own family in some ways. Well, right? I think that's normal, first of all. Oh, I think, yeah, of I think most people are more open and vulnerable with right. talking with their friends because your friends are people who relate to you that you've known for a long time that you let chose me, to be that close let to. Let me say it better. Yeah. I wish I had a better capacity to, I wish I had better time management to where I could be better at like calling and talking to my friends that I don't get to see. Like just, you know, trying to maintain, I wish I had a more capacity for relationships. That's the best way to say it. I wish yeah, I had I get that. a greater capacity to maintain better relationships. That's probably the best way to say it. And I, I struggle with it because I'm, because I'm selfish and because I'm not disciplined with my time. See, does, does that make sense? Yes. And I, I have in a way a similar problem, but almost the opposite where my friend group is so tight knit. Like really, I like you, Quinn and Shamik are my best friends. Period. You, Blake, Quinn, and Shamik is my best friends. And then there's some secondary friends like Bueno. Like, uh, I, I fucking love Bueno, but like, we just don't relate to each other in as many ways as me and you. I, I love him. I've, we've never, you know, I, I, every time we hang out, I love hanging out, but like, we don't relate in as many ways as I relate to you and Shamik and Quinn. But, like, I feel like my biggest disconnect is my family, where I just don't, I don't really open up to my family at all. At all. To the point where they really have no clue who I really even am. I don't even think half my family knows that we do this podcast. It's weird, right? Like, it's a weird, like, sometimes our relationship with our family is weird. And sometimes it's I, for everybody. My, my family tends to offer advice unsolicited. And I think I have adapted to just not tell them what I'm doing because I don't want the advice. We should probably give some perspective. We both are pretty. We both should we give some perspective. We both are pretty close to our families. Yeah. Like to be fair, like some people. And like, I should say, my my parents are still together. I'm I'm a very lucky person. My parents are still together. There's been a lot of turmoil. And their relationship, but I'm glad that they're still together. Um, I, you know, my my siblings. I have an older brother and a younger sister. And throughout the years, we've had a lot of fights. But through us all growing up together, I think right now we're closer than ever. I but, would I would tend to agree. So we we have family. also very different home lives. Yeah, we have very different home lives. Yeah, but no, I think I think it's healthy, like you're saying, like to have space from that, like. Because you like for so long of your life when you're a child, you don't necessarily like I, the kind of point that I was making earlier. Like you don't get to choose who you yeah. you don't get to manufacture the people that you see in your life right, right as much. Right. Like you're kind of just subjected to it, right? Yeah. And um, oh man, you, even you, to the point of friends, yeah. Even like going, mm-hmm. there's friends' houses that like for instance, and I, I Connor talking about Connor Randall, mm-hmm. and if Con- Connor ever hears this, I mean no bad at all we've you know i'm lucky to have had you as a friend for so long but looking back in hindsight there are times where i'm like was that truly my best friend and did we hang out that much or was that my only option because it's public school and she was the only one in my class that i related to and we hung out with who will talk to you you know exactly who's willing to talk to you 
You know what I mean? Like that's so much of a being being a kid. But like anyway, like that's the yeah. yeah. Sorry, what, what was sorry. no? What was I even saying? No, yeah, you're that, good. That, my bad. Um, <laughs> just how like surrounding yourselves with certain people. I, I, oh, I think. oh, oh, like because. When you're a kid, you don't get to choose your environment, really. And that includes your parents and your family. The, almost the most, right? Especially when sure. you live with them. For sure. So, like, you... It's almost natural to want to get distance from that. Yeah. It's so natural. And I totally... I, I think that that's part of the fi- family dynamic is to, like... I don't know. It's almost just natural. Like the, you, the op, you have to have an equal and opposite reaction, right? If you spend so much time with someone, you you know, you almost I don't know. Maybe and that's I wonder, not true. Maybe I'm just maybe I just families. I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like it's somewhat natural to, to want some space from that, especially as you get older. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, you need to once you grow to the age where you can start thinking for yourself, you need to separate yourself from all of the people who raised you to take a step back and gain the perspective of, wait, who am I versus the people who raised me? And that's when you become an adult. Truly. And we're still going through that for sure. I'm not, I haven't conquered that. You know, that I think that's an ongoing process. Yeah. I don't, I think <laughs> you adult. die still. I'm, really. an, I'm an adult. I'm well, going no, to, yeah. I'm saying like no even, sense. even um, separ- no separating your own ideologies from the people who raised you. Right, right, I right. think that's a battle you, that's lifetime. It's li- I think that's a lifelong battle. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you ever truly get past that. Interesting. Because that's nature versus nurture. I, yeah, no, I would tend to agree. Um, yeah, but, that, but like, I for sure don't take enough time to appreciate the people who are around me and who support me. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And again, that's like what we jumped this conversation off with is, I, yeah, I don't, that's one of my big, biggest weaknesses, I would say, is taking the time to show to the appreciation of the people around me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, sure. it's more family than friends. I tell you how much mm-hmm. I appreciate our friendship all the time. Mine's definitely both. I talk to Quinn on a daily basis. I mm-hmm. tell him all the time how much I love him as a friend. I, I tell right. Quinn I love him all the time. And see, that's what I, I, I do. I have friends like that. I really do. Yeah. And I'm so glad for that. But I, like I said, I wish I had a greater capacity. Yeah. I wish I could have more. Like, it's weird I wish for I could, me. I wish I could have like, I wish yeah. I could have, because I, I don't have the capacity. I don't have that bandwidth. Well, I think I only have the bandwidth is because my friend group is so tight. Right. I really only have two friends I talk to, and I wish I could get Shamik back on that, but that's a busy motherfucker. Right. And he was in Union and randomly showed up, and we we hung out. Like, I mean, we still catch up. Like, we haven't skipped a day of talking. But for me, it's family. Like, I can, I I just don't want to, like, I hate to say it, but I don't ever really want to hang out with my family. That's not true though, because you. No, I do. I love hanging out with my family, but every time I do it, I'm like, these motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. I'm like rolling my eyes half the time I'm there. Like for instance, and this will we'll transition to the next talking point. Over the weekend, I went to watch football, and I'm not. I would obviously. I grew up as a Carolina fan, just because the family I was raised in. I live in South Carolina. I've been to many Carolina games, and if there's a main D1 school I'm going to pull for, it's going to be South Carolina just because that's how I was raised. But I went to Coastal. I love Coastal. But, like, SC played North Carolina. SC versus NC was this weekend, and there were, like, 
so many good plays by both teams. Like there were uh, North Carolina would throw like a beautiful pass and I'm sitting there with my whole family and I'm like, damn, that was a good play. And everybody else in the room is like, fuck, that was third. God damn it. Yeah. That scored. We ain't going to win this bullshit. And I'm like, what? it's, that was a good play. What do you, <laughs> you know, I just yeah. appreciate watching athletes no. com- do beautiful things. No, no, no. I don't give a shit about that. But what, I think that's I have, most of my reaction yeah. with my family is being like, oh, so come, no, come on, guys. I, chill out. I can understand the behavior of like being upset when a play happens. What I don't understand is what when people get delusional when they're watching it. Yeah. And they, they just like, they're just like, they have a completely delusional perspective, even of their own team. Like, they, like you know, we all know that fan who's like super crazy overcritical of their own team. Yeah. Right. And it just makes well, no what, sense. I, like I even on a, even on a good play. I don't get yelling at the TV. Or like, I don't understand how we're all like five of us are sitting in a room three hours away from where the game's happening. And get the ball, get it. I'm like, dude, they can't hear you. No, I get it. Let's just watch the game. I get it, dude. I get it because I don't get that at all. I don't 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 get that at all. I, I like I said we like I was saying earlier I love sports growing up right yeah and I don't know man like I've been in so many stadiums like I've played in them but like I've been in a bunch of big ones yeah. big ones and watched some big like football games and soccer games or whatever and it's like dude there's I, I, the, especially the live event is something special like when you like uh, we're I'm like I'm, like yeah. especially with Clemson games for me that's probably the one that I care about the most and it's not even because like I care about the sports necessarily but like I'm attached to that place and that I get that feeling. I get that like being in the valley so like, I you think, know what I'm saying like I've been in the valley when it was rocking and rolling I will say Do you know what I'm, there's now something that, beautiful about that the, the like the chant the you like the union of chanting that yes. happens yes and i agree like, with that even on even in like at the small even in like a family unit right like you you know somehow even though you're not there right I, I can, you're attached to that place you've been to that. that stadium right so you people, humans look for that moment of of tension and conflict and resolution and that's exactly what happens in that perfectly packaged little yes. game I agree you know with, what i mean i agree with you and I, at the I same can, time it's just like it it, it hits that makes home sense to so me. much of our what we love i don't like, it doesn't hit me that hard but i completely agree with what you're saying and i get yeah, it i get it I you're get an it. anti-human fascist i am <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with that as well i am i'm, I'm very anti-human no i love i love people and hate people at the same kidding, time but what i was gonna say is oddly enough i feel like the most i've been able to relate to that is watching coastal because now that coastal's d1 when i went there they weren't d1 they were they were making the the changes to move up to d1 they were like adding to their their stadium and doing all this shit and adding dorm rooms and mm-hmm. So now looking back and seeing that Coastal almost started out ranked this season. They got yeah. like a couple votes in the AP poll. And like I, I was watching Coastal play UCLA and I was like, I actually like I, I get it. I get it a little bit. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, like I would see them making plays and I actually in, intrinsically I felt a little bit of pride. And I was like, that's my school, man. The only But I, also, hold on. I'm totally nobody in my family except my mom went to the USC. That's true. So I, they don't get that so to, It doesn't matter. To prove my point. They live so close to the stadium. They've been to the stadium. They've been to Columbia, 
right? They're, they're South Carolinians. But that only stems right? from my dad taking us to games. Exactly. But that okay, but my point is I I would have never gotten it. And I'm not attached to any sports team yeah. that I you know, didn't grow up like that. I am not attached to right. Like I'm not a I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan. You know what I mean? Like you know, like growing up, like kids would have like all kinds of like NFL jerseys. And be like, what's yeah. your team, bro? Are you a Ravens fan? Are you, you? Oh no, I'm a I'm for the Colts, bro. I'm for the Colts. I was always I like, Raiders. Exactly. Like Oakland. You, you just you just pick a team. Like Nothing. any fucking like wait, wait wait they're winning. No, you know what? I'll, no, the Raiders were never winning. <laughs> you know what does it? You know what does it is is sometimes people do it. Sometimes it's personalities, like like well, for me, tribalism. When, when I was growing up, I was a huge Lionel Messi and David Villa fan because I played soccer and I loved David Villa because he was a striker and he scored and he was kind of short and quick and that's kind of how I played and he was good with his feet and he was a good passer and he was a good scorer and that's kind of what I wanted to be, right? Like, I was like I can I can do that, like yeah. I, I, that makes sense to me and I I loved watching him <laughs> and that's why I became a Barcelona fan. Right, it wasn't because of the team. Yeah. Like, but my favorite player played on the team. I get that's that. That's what made me. See that's, see, that's what made me like that. Sometimes it's personality. That sometimes it's geography. That I can re- relate to a lot more when it comes to a certain person, mm-hmm. because that is my perspective on YouTubers. Where it's like, I don't care what content you put out. There's certain people that you latch on to, and I'm like, I know he's a good dude, and I want to follow whatever right, he does. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, whether it be video game YouTubers or whether it be fucking Mr. Beast or mm-hmm. whatever, there there's certain people where I'm like, I don't care what you're doing or I don't care who you're playing for to bring it back to sports. Right, right, right. I will support you because I like you as a person. Sure, sure, and sure, you've sure. shown enough of yourself for me to be like, that's a good dude. Mm-hmm. I want to follow him. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that last episode, I believe, on music where it's just like, I don't care what kind of music you're putting out. Mm-hmm. If I've learned, if you've shown enough about your your inner self and your inner thoughts. If I think you're a good person, I'm going to support yeah. you. I'm going to listen to whatever you make. And I see. I think that's why people love sports so much too, is because people like the the person who's participating in the sport is willing to subject themselves to potential loss, right, and potential like harm possibly or whatever. You know, yeah. they're they're putting their that there's risk. There's inherent risk in what right. they're doing, but they're doing it. For love of the themselves, game. love the game, but ultimately, not ultimately, cons- cons- consequentially, what's the word? Consequently, Con- consequently, yeah, for the entertainment of everyone else, right? Because people people love it. The point is, we're talking about people love sports teams, right? Yeah. Like those those people that play the sports are. Like the only reason they do it is because people are watching. Well, One not, of, not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But my point is, they're. My, people, I have a counter to that. People love. People love when people are willing to put themselves up for sacrifice, almost for the entertainment of us. Like There's a big balance between I'm doing this for myself, and I want to be able to score that goal. Mm-hmm. And for me, I always relate it back to BMX and skating. Like I want. I don't care how many people see this clip or even Kanama. I don't care how many people see this clip. I want to do that because I will feel, I feel good because I did that. And even in sports, I think there's a degree of like, yes, there's people watching. I want to make me people proud. Like that, that, what not pe- fully, not fully. Yeah. But then again, the whole- there's people sending them to go back to skating. There's people getting injured 
so brutally. And there's people sending themselves down sets of stairs that never get recognition. Sure. Sure. So but. I don't necessarily think the audience is what drives it. I think once you get to the level where you have an audience, it it absolutely begins to drive it, and it begins to contribute to that. Yeah. But I I definitely think there's a disconnect between what do I want to do because I love it and because it makes me feel good versus what do I want to do because other people love it and mm-hmm. it makes them feel good. Yeah, but that's a different discussion. We're to, like I, the discussion that I was really talking about is like well, you're, you're talking, talking about, about like you don't get sports teams. You're saying like pushing yourself as a person because of how good it feels to know that other people are appreciating that. No, I got away from my own point. Yeah. You were talking about like you were talking about like you don't understand the sports thing, like right? Like you don't understand like people getting all jacked up and watching this. Right? No, I get getting jacked up and watching it. I don't get yelling at the TV like they can hear you. Well, that's the whole point, right? <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. I'm it's over. So, I'm over analyzing so this so hard. It's so dumb. But no, at the same time, I get it because like. I don't know. I get it because I've watched it my whole life. People love. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't get love it. Love when. They get to criticize, and that's my point. I guess these people who play sports are putting their their they're yeah. sacrificing themselves because they know they're going to get criticized, or right? even like and like the, the people, people love to do it. Like that's the whole point, right? The whole point is the scrutiny and like the they can't do it. They'll win. They overcame. They didn't. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. Like that's the whole point. The the like pressure behind it and the, the anticipation, the tension, the tension. Yeah. tension. yeah, but again, like just talking about people watching it in the living room and yelling mm-hmm. at the TV, it's like. Damn, he should have caught that ball. It's like, you don't have a 250-pound man charging at you. Maybe shut your mouth and just watch the fucking game. What are you talking about? Yeah, no. Like, I, that's, I think that's where I'm coming from. It's like when people are like, oh, I could have done damn better than that. Catch the damn ball. It's like, bro, just calm down. I doubt you could have done better. It's the same thing with politics. It's like yeah. people want to criticize the president or all these kinds. It's like, listen, if you had that information, it might not be a 250-pound linebacker coming to fucking truck you over. But if you had documents upon documents of all the shit that's going to blow your mind yeah, and the then you have to then be a president, it's like you don't know what they're doing. Sir, the CIA's on the line. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> sir. It's like. how about Pfizer, we, Pfizer's on the line, sir. How about we stop being so critical and just watch hey. watch the game play hey, out. CNN's on the line, sir. You that know what I mean? Suck. Can you imagine being president and all day? You're just like, hey, Fox News is on the line. They want, they want, you know what I mean? Like, I I've just, said I just, many times, like, God, you mercy. cannot criticize the decisions they make because you do not have the information right. they have. Oh, my God. Sir, the Pentagon's on, the Pentagon. But then the problem is a lot uh, of that information, uh, uh, a lot of that information pulling at the cords of what decisions they make just comes from money. Sir, the general, the general needs a. T- and then oh, that's oh. what people criticize. <laughs> no, yeah, I couldn't deal with that. Uh, I don't even. Fuck. I don't even want to be other over other people who do my job, which I know very well. Right. I don't want to be in control of them. See, much like, less the whole fucking government. How could? The, but the, the 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 scary truth is, you can't be like you can definitely make some stuff happen, right? As president, yeah. But like, it's such a vast landscape. Right, you really have a very small, like, room to really maneuver within the grander scheme of the United States government. And like, think, oh my God, that fucking position! Like, they don't like, like we think we we place all our emphasis on it. Like we've talked about this, we place all our emphasis on it. 
Almost entirely. I think we're learning more and more how little power they have. The president. I think, yeah. But see that is that true? Because look, look, Biden is okay. Let's say I think that, let's it just has say become, that he's a sold out motherfucker. I think it has become very obvious within the past eight years that they are very much being tugged by marionette strings. Yeah, but the, that like Trump, like look at the like I, I don't want to get into this. this but how many things? Anyway. And uh, we're not talking about the policies. We're talking about the power of them being able to get things done, and. Even Trump was not able to get so many things he right. wished. How many presidents have guaranteed things on the campaign trail that right. they aren't able to get done in office because there's so many different strings pulling at, at them from all sides? What, what they're actually doing is trying to cause resistance. You know what I mean? Like against the overall momentum of the machine. Like a president can get in there because there's such a, a, a hard trajectorial line because there's so much fucking momentum, right? Yeah. And it's like... What the the president what the president can do is get in there and maybe shift the tra- trajectory of this giant fucking train just a couple of fucking degrees. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's yeah. how it works. I like, think uh, we can get in a leader like JFK, right? Who, RFK. No, no, no. Or or, or RFK. <laughs> I, I like him a lot. I do like that guy a lot. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you get what I'm saying, like, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or or like a, just a particular leader, like but Barack Obama. But as soon Obama, as they go like, against the grain, they get fucking killed. The powers that be aren't gonna let things compromise their power. It can definitely happen. But my point is, you see what I'm saying, though. I, I think that it's we think of the president is gonna get in there that we're gonna change this operation, we're gonna yeah. get this, 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 and this done. That we need to really stop buying that bait. That yeah, they give us, yeah, and yeah. really start understanding that this thing is basically like imagine the way the Earth is moving around the sun, right? Imagine trying to change that trajectory. That that the the, the U.S. government and the U.S. politics and social all that and its relation the, in the world, the, the corporate relationship to the government. Yeah, just the whole thing that we got going thing. on has so much gravity and so much momentum, right? I but like that but analogy. certain but and it's so hard to change that trajectory, I like right? That. But I like, uh, like like I was saying, a true uh, even if a leader can't get in and get that much done, like imagine if RFK got in, right? Right. How much of what he says would actually come into into being? First of all, uh, maybe not a lot, but however, he might change the trajectory of people's thoughts and the way they feel and the way they conceptualize the world. I think the and change that is... is tr- that is when the angle of that motherfucker starts to go in the other direction, so in a different direction. To keep on the analogy of the universe, there's two ways to make change. One is very gradual, where there's a change in mass, which may cause the Earth to fall towards the sun a little bit quicker, and that propagates over years and years and years, and then... A hundred years from now, we're another, you know, hundred thousand miles closer to the sun because the sun like took in some mass or like maybe. And now a we're fucking, moving faster. But then the other way to make change is explosive. Catastrophic. Catastrophic. So either we create change in the government mm. through very slow and tedious means, or we nuke it. And society goes to shit for a little while and we rebuild. Like, it's really, there's not really that much in between. No, I think there's a lot of in between. Because it of, gets locked down, drag out, dude. That's, that's, that's the catastrophe. 
No, but the, what's even worse is that it happens over a long period of time. I think humans are scared to pull that nuclear trigger. And just like we're seeing in Ukraine, Of course right? we're scared. We should yeah, be scared. Right. We should so, be scared. So right now we're still doing that. That We're dragging it out. Yeah. Just like we do all the time. Just like the United States is engaged in constant war. But I think we're on a good trajectory. I think we're moving. Oh, yeah. The improvement is substantial. Don't get me wrong. You can't look from at it day we, by day. You've got to look at it from, decade by decade. From where we've come from, we've come a long way. Yeah. But we're, we're, we, ha- we can't forget what we've learned, right? Just like that fucking right. two-year-old. Just like, you know, like it's like. And not only can we not forget what we've learned, I think it is extremely important to not forget how we learned it. Don't just remember the lesson. So, all right, call back. Jackson might remember in 10 years, let me not step off this curb in a bad way because I'm going to break my ankle. He's not going to remember that one day he stepped off a curb and it fucked his ankle up. He's just going to remember, don't do that. I think as a society, it is extremely important to remember precisely Oh, I stepped off a curb when I was two and I fucked my ankle up. Mm-hmm. This country stepped off a curb when it was 300 years old and we fought, we broke our damn ankle. In what way? And I think, but I'm saying, like, I think that it I see, is. I see your point. It, not only is it important to hold on to the memory of, yes, we changed because we were bad in the past. We really, it's really, really important to remember we changed because this is why we were bad or else the whole repetition of history is going to continue to play out. We need to not only consider, like, we don't need to let go of the reasons we changed. We don't need to let go of all of the conversations that have been had to create this change and then just remember it as some change that happened 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. We need to remember, like, oh, shit got bad. And shit was a little bit of turmoil right, for a little while, saying. and we need like, like I we, think we in need society, to remember how we need to remember how communism starts, right? Yeah, yeah. Like with yeah. the whole like we all need to be yeah. perfectly equitable way of thinking, right? And I like, think that's a big conversation going on now. Is, oh, is yeah. people are saying like, of wait, this, you, you realize this is how Nazi Germany started? Like, right, wait, right. Hold on, right. hold on. Like, let's yeah, let's not. But people don't Sit, let's not take a step back and think we're doing everything for the better and then wind up going down a bad path. Let's yeah. take a step back and, and look and analyze what path we're going down and we can still make everything better, but maybe choose a different path because this tyrant, this, this tyranny is not going to work. It's not going to end well for anybody. Yeah, like how? I don't know, like, maybe I'm getting a little intense. I, no, I, I mean, that's <laughs> what people talk about all the time is like how to change, like how, like what is the next step for us? Like the, it's just always the question. That's always will be the question. What's the next step for us? Like what? I don't think we because we have we constantly are deciding that all the time. Like you're like like we all like I've said, you know, you like you're constantly fighting for your freedom every day yeah. to, to do what you want to do. I think right? we're lucky enough to live in. I'm not saying society's balanced. I'm not saying that in any way, but I'm saying I think we're lucky enough to live in a society that is balanced enough and introspective enough to actually kind of analyze what's going on. That's what's happening in the 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 reason like for instance, the current comedy scene has been a direct direct result 
of all of the liberal legislation that's been going on lately. That's been a direct mm. result of all of the wild shit that's been going on in the world, right. good or bad. Right, 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 right. Comedy is popping off. So it's there's always that balance. And I'm, I'm rambling. Right. I don't even know what point no, I'm no, trying to make. I'm rambling. But no, like, there's always that point of we are going about it right now in a, in a relatively healthy way where we had this explosion of liberal progressive thought. And I hate to use the term liberal. We've had this explosion of progressive thought and we've had this explosion of new ideas. And we've simply, and, and for so long, those ideas, you couldn't debate them. You couldn't argue against them because you were a bigot. And I feel like we're finally... That's the distraction. Oh, all I agree, that, but I'm saying we're, we're, finally, we're finally kind of getting to the other side of the precipice of all of these thoughts coming to the social eye right, right. to where we can actually talk about them in a realistic way without it being like, oh, it's too soon. Oh, that's too offensive. It's too soon. That just had like, where, you know, like when well, a, like when a said, big tragedy happens, you don't want to joke about it because uh, it's too soon. People still are hurt. Right. But we're kind of finally getting on far enough on the other side of it where we can step back and joke about it and still everybody can understand that it's all love. It's all love. Everybody love, But we have to be able to be introspective about the out, things that have happened. Point out ridiculous shit. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. There's so much ridiculous shit going on in the world Just today. Just point out ridiculous shit. How about that? But yeah, no, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Like, it, like it, if there's ridiculous shit happening, there's inevitably going to be people being like, "Hey, like this is fucking ridiculous." Right. Man. Like that's inevitable. And the issue, and it, people, like this, it's just like there's so much ridiculous shit happening. But like, like I think a lot of the internal stuff that we get bogged down with, especially in the United States, like this Trump Biden, like or you know. Trans versus not, or yeah. you know, um, our different food preferences, yeah, whatever you should, yeah, be, yeah. whatever it might be, like that is largely a distraction from the true I would, I would agree. issues. I think that's also because a they, very that natural thing all that all the time they try to debate and switch what's really important. Well, like the stuff you hear about the military or the stuff you hear about aliens or the stuff you hear about, you know, you know, um, let's say, you know, child smuggling, or, uh, you know, like all that shit or the Sackler family. Like they, like that's the stuff that like you don't really, I don't know. Like it's, it's, I don't so, even know my point. I think what with what you're saying, as far as distractions. Yeah, it's all that other shit is distractions from I truly important stuff. It is a very natural, instinctual thing that humans do, where we distract ourselves from the real issues. You know, we procrastinate. We we don't want to think about it, so we distract ourselves from the things that bother us. Mm-hmm. But. At this point in society and with everything that like we went through, addiction. with everything we went through, it becomes harder and harder to figure out what is natural. What are the natural ways we distract ourselves from the issues going on? And then what are the ways the government's distracting us from what they're doing? Right. So I like, I don't think, I think distraction from our true thoughts is a natural thing. I think it's something that everybody does. We distract ourselves from our emotions. We don't want to sit in in the feeling and, and just sit in our emotions. We want to distract ourselves and move on. So parsing through 
what is natural distractions of society because we don't want to deal with it versus what are distractions fed by other entities intending to distract us from the things that are going like that's the biggest issue is because distractions are, are, are natural we distract ourselves constantly and i think that so many of our elites and the people in charge use that distraction to then make it easier to do things shady behind the scenes because people are distracting themselves from all the crazy shit going on anyway so they just latch on to that and make it harder and then we distract ourselves and then we aren't paying attention to what they're doing either like i don't know if that was very a, a very concise way to make that point but sometimes i think the natural like like we always say in the form of an economy like money always sucks to the top and sometimes it's like a rubber band right like once all the money gets to the top it blows out on everybody like a fucking volcano right like and that if we if we make this th- this statement that inevitably money and power all trickles to the top right yeah and eventually it's got to re- it's got to it turns over in some way and i feel like almost sometimes that's inevitable right like the 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 rise fall the the tyranny to freedom you know what i mean like it's it's a, it's a constant human story that's been written about in so many texts including the fucking bible you know what i mean like it's part of that story that recycling of and that constant cycle of civilization you know what i mean where you go through tyranny and you you survive with freedom on the other end this right. it hasn't just happened once it didn't just start when america no that's fucking bullshit people have been fighting for yeah. freedom that, since since you know we that's had why civilization was founded right there's always been a slave there's always been a master like it's all it's always and that's like and this cycle is a lot bigger than just America. You know what I mean? It's a lot bigger than just Does that make sense? Does that make it's sense? humanity. Right. And America just happens to be the forefront of consciousness, I would say at the moment. Mm-hmm. We are just have a delusional perspective. Well, no, I I agree, but I think that delusional con- perspective stems from the fact that we are so free and we're able to explore these ideas without much repercussion. And then right, as these ideas true. build and build and build, they become social topics. And then we discuss them as a society and they begin to be involved in social norms and legislator and all this stuff. So I don't like it absolutely represents the human condition. And we just America just happens to be operating on a system that actually kind of takes human condition into account and we try to support everybody when we want to make sure everybody's happy and everybody has the rights that they deserve mm-hmm. and i think we're doing that on a very humanitarian level there's just a few key players that are fucking it up for everybody yeah it's crazy i don't know if the past 10 minutes of this was at all followable. Here's what scares me. Because I feel like we've definitely just been rambling. My biggest worry is that all the money gets sucked to the top and there's nothing left for everybody. Who needs money? Um, Money's not the issue. It's, it's all the things we the use food. money for. Yes. Yeah, food, food shelter, the, electricity. Yeah. Plumbing. Plumbing. All of the... So... Everything else besides that is a distraction. So I wonder, like... I, like, you know what I'm saying? Because money what, what money we, is useless right? Un, it, until we're able to use it to, prov- to 
do all the things that we love and all of our securities as a human. Money is intrinsically invaluable. There's no value to the fucking piece of paper that's in my wallet right now. There's no value whatsoever. Most of our money is zeros and ones on a computer. But where the value comes is the fact that we all respect that those those digits on that computer to provide survival for us. So when you're saying, I worry that all the money gets funneled to the top, well, first of all, it already is. It already is. It already for sure is. And as long as they allow us, first of all, as long as it's capitalism and free market and everybody has equal opportunity, then... I don't really have a complaint, but also what I'm saying is like, regardless of like, if you're a billionaire and you have all the money in the world you could ever ask for, and you've got a happy life, as long as society provides me with a way to make enough money to just go about life and be happy and provide for the things I need to provide. Mm -hmm. I don't care if the 1% has, you know, 90% of the money in the world. My worry is that that, that group that we're talking about, like the people that are, like Vanguard and BlackRock and um, State Street or whatever, like if they really do try to buy up all the fucking property, like yeah, buy up all the private scary. homes, that's that's what really scares scary. me. Like, cause there's there's like they literally have offices where there's so like then, twenty people buying buying up. Oh, that that property's for sale. So oh, the, we don't uh, care what it looks like because we're not gonna live in it. We're gonna buy it, hold on to it. I feel like I can relate that to what I'm saying with like money versus survival, where like, yes, if all the money's funneled to the top, I don't really care. Who gives a shit? Right. If I can make enough money to pay my power bill. But the property and the but resources. The property and the resources. The resources that's and the then how deal. that that domino effect right. of like they have all the money. Man. And money means nothing, but money is what's used to gain all the other resources. And now because they have this money, they're gaining all the resources that actually take away from the normal pot. That's where the issue is is, is pertinent. They've they've monopolized the resources, like health care, right? Oh, my God. Like like basic safety, right? Like um, food. Yeah. Justice. Like ours yeah yeah and like it's crazy and they like use even, it to maintain power and even it happens even if it's somewhat democratic isn't that amazing human nature just inevitably it's, runs it's its, barely democratic that's what i'm saying it's barely democratic that's what I'm saying. It's, it's wild it's fucking wild man the democracy is an illusion the Pledge of Allegiance says to the republic for which it stands. It doesn't say to the democracy for which it stands. Yeah, you guys can All think right. whatever you want. Yeah. Dude, the, you the guys democracy are free is to an think illusion. whatever you want. Make whatever art you want, guys. We'll just worry about all these resources over here. That's just some <laughs> term. That's just some you know term. Absolutely. Holy shit. That's just some fucking glossary definition in a textbook that they use to you make us think. You guys don't worry we have about power. all the resources. You guys don't worry about the water. You take care of the uh, art. You guys take care of the arts. But with That's the free market, but dude. with the free market capitalism we have, if you work your ass off and you take the right avenues, you can be up there with them. Not that there's anything wrong with with the arts. The issue is the balance. Right. Just with all of life in general, mm-hmm. the issue is the fucking balance. Yeah. It's not intrinsically bad. You know how But right now there's bad actors using the system and using the loopholes right. to make it bad. 
Yeah. The we, system itself, I I wouldn't say burst. I don't think it's intrinsically bad, but humans humans are, are intrinsically corruptible and selfish. And, and so the system, yeah. And therefore they're gonna, you know, take advantage of the system in the ways that benefit them the most. But We've been probably we're probably about an hour and fifteen, hour twenty. So we we should wind what's down the, a little. What's your next talking point? Because we've gotten deep. That was down it. The, we we this is the wrap. Oh, you want to go go a little easier? All right, because that literally, <laughs> you know what stemmed that? What? It, have you watched any football this weekend? That's how we got into that apparently. Anyway, <laughs> that the, makes no sense. The very last talking point. Well, I, I think we got into. I'm, I'm not going to try to explain it. Just listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The very last talking point is, what is your ideal workout? And we'll just run through this quick. Well, lately what I've been doing is I've been trying to get a lot better at pull-ups. Pull-ups. Yeah. But I mean, like, uh, what, so not your ideal workout, your ideal workout routine. If everything was perfect and you have wonderful discipline, what would you want to do on a weekly basis? Mm, here, I don't, I think that, like, there's constant work that needs to be done and, like, I don't know. I feel like in my capacity right now, my perfect workout would be to have an hour or an hour and a half to myself. Per day? Yeah. Three days a week? Yeah. Five days a week? Or every day? Like, that's what I'm at, the whole routine. Like, what four, do you think? Four, if I had an hour, if I, perfect routine, perfect world, I have the time, uh, this is my perfect workout, Okay. An hour and the hour and a half in the sun, with a kettlebell, a hill, and a pull-up bar and a dip bar. Thirty-five pound kettlebell, maybe lighter, maybe twenty-five pound, with a dip bar, like just yeah. some dip bars and a pull-up bar and a hill. I can I could live my life just with nothing else. Just reps with on nothing that. else, I could live my life. In yeah. See for but me, for me, I struggle with the time. Like, yeah, is, yeah. like that's in the discipline. For me, me, I'm going to be more vague. Like, I would ideally like at least four days out of the week. So more than not, four days out of the week. You know, every other day essentially. You know, because I, I believe again the balance. I believe in the balance. Like, chill out every other. It's fine. I don't. I don't think yeah. there's a big problem as long as you're eating right. You know, but. Ideally, I would like to spend 30 minutes of, like, hard bike riding. Like, I mean, like, 160 beats a minute, like, up there, like, really, really hard bike riding. And then another 30 minutes of decent, like, just weight training. Even if it's body weight training, just, like, even if I'm doing, like, 50 push-ups a day, Mm -hmm. maybe doing some swings with the kettlebell. I think that's the perfect balance for me. And... Yeah, I'd like to start implementing because like time right now with me is not the biggest issue. So I think I, for me again, going back to the first, it's discipline. If I could have the discipline to actually make myself do that, I definitely have the time for it. But like I've talked about it, like biking is such a good exercise. It's mm-hmm. cardio because your your heart rate's up the whole time. You're pedaling the whole time. It's stability and balance. And that goes into core training because you're balancing yourself the whole time. You're on two wheels. You're jumping around doing tricks. For sure. It's weightlifting because that bike's 25 pounds and I'm pulling it up and jumping around. Yeah, yeah. It's upper body because I'm using my arms to hop. It's not just cycling where I'm using my legs. Yeah, you're throwing the bike around. I, I love that. And if I could just do that for 30, 30 minutes yeah. every other day, mm-hmm. that, that's my ideal workout. 
with, mixed in with a little bit of like actual weightlifting. Like you know just, what I just, found? Just doing like even like cleans with the kettlebell. Mm-hmm. You know what I found really improves my my workouts. What? Smoking a little weed and then um, listening. I, to, listen I don't want to do nothing. Listen to music. Music helps. And between sets, dance to relieve tension. Just let your let, just, just get loose. I like exactly. That. I like that, dude. And just that that general like loose. And then you're also like, keeping just, the energy you're just up. Moving you know, with the music. You know, you're just feeling it. Yeah, like your body moves. Yeah, it really helps. It, it, it keeps it, you loose, but it also keeps you in like emotion, I'm ready to go. In motion, like I'm ready. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. I'm ready to go. Body in motion. Yeah, I like that a lot. See, that with, really with biking, like I I cannot ride a bike if I'm listening to a podcast. I need yeah, music. Some music, yeah, yeah. I need music. I do better with me. I I work out harder with music than with podcasts. Like if I'm listening to a podcast, if I'm I, more likely to be like lackadaisical. If I'm just doing a standard workout, like lifting and and push ups and 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 pull ups or do body weight, little kettlebell, I can listen to a podcast. But for some reason, if I'm on my bike, I need like hard hip hop. I need like oh, it's just like it, it it makes me push myself a little more, right. which I'm sure is what you relate to in a regular for sure. workout. But for some reason, there's a disconnect between the actual workout and biking. But we can uh, wind down a little bit. I got to take a piss. Yeah, we're probably coming up on a full get, hour and a half podcast. Oh, let's just close it out. There's All no reason right. to wait on you. Um, fucking thanks for listening to another episode. Episode, episode 11. 11. Keeping it. Moving. I, I like this one. There was, it was a good balance of rambling and talking points. For sure. I had fun with this. Hopefully the audio sounds good. I'm sure it does. It was a little iffy monitoring my ears. I know there's some times where Blake got a little loud that I probably need to chop. Dude, when you screamed last episode, when you were singing or whatever, I like cut what did that. I, say? I cut the volume like in half. What did I say? You for, you sang like no no sunshine when she's gone. That was episode Ain't eight. No sunshine when but no, the, oh, oh, when you were talking about fucking politicians fucking uh, sucking dicks to make <laughs> to get shit out. You're like, we're gonna suck all the dicks. That I had to like, I had to cut that down a lot. Like, <laughs> got a little excited, brother. <laughs> I thought that was a funny bit. It was a funny bit, but I'm also still in like producer mode. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. that was funny, but it hurt my ears. Yeah, I yeah, need yeah. To- no, of course, of course. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, right, thank man. you for tuning in. We're officially beyond double digits, motherfucker. I'm I'm so hyped. So if Michelle Obama got into president or into office, I mean, she he. Cause she just has a dick, right? Let's just not get back into that. What are we talking about? I'm sorry. All right. See, see, yeah. see you guys next week. Love you guys. Week. Fun episode. Hang in there, motherfuckers. Episode 11. We'll make it. We'll make it. Uh, pray for me and the amount of work that I'm going to have to do over the next, like, 12 <laughs> um, hours to get this podcast posted on Thursday. Oh, my gosh, dude. So what do you, what do you have to do? Just cut the... Uh, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Cut the...